I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The government is soon going to release a rule book for influencers in India. The center has compiled a set of guidelines for social media influencers that would require them to disclose their affiliation with the product they recommend or advertise on their profiles. And the guidelines are likely to come as soon as in the next two weeks. As reported by Mint, it is anticipated that the regulations will include fines up to 50 lakh rupees for influencers who fail to disclose business ties with any brands. But why is the government taking such a step? Reportedly, the new regulations are intended to increase accountability in this rather new field of influencer marketing, and many feel that the transparency is needed because brands and companies are relying heavily on content creators to promote their products. But as it turns out, influencers seldom disclose they get paid to do the promotions. The topic is particularly hot right now. Because not too long ago, crypto exchanges and crypto wallets had roped in influencers to promote cryptocurrency with promises of easy returns. They lured many youngsters into the crypto trade, which is known to be volatile. India is also a crucial market for online platforms like Google and YouTube. Many people have built large fan bases by posting product reviews on those platforms. However, not all reviews are credible. The government wants to get rid of fake or paid product reviews for everything from cars to smartphones on social media and e-commerce websites. The guidelines, it is hoped, will protect the public from misleading advertisements and recommendations. Although there are agreements between brands and influencers, these are often overlooked because content creators are not celebrity figures. Plus, given the fact that these days almost every category is seeing the emergence of influencers. It is increasingly becoming difficult for regulators to curb practices that mislead the public. So it makes sense that the government wants to lay down some rules. Speaking of which, the government had also released similar regulations for celebrity endorsements in June this year, laying out strict guidelines to prevent misleading marketing and advertising by celebrities. Furthermore, this is not the first time the government has attempted to regulate the industry. Last year in July. The self-regulatory body for the advertising industry, the Advertising Standards Council of India or the ASCI, had put down certain regulations in place for social media influencers. However, it appears that it had little impact. Now, the question at hand is, how will these guidelines impact the influencer market? Soon enough, we'll know the official rules and what the influencer industry feels about it. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hello, I'm Farheen Khan, and this is the deep dive for September 9th, 2022. Ranbir Kapoor and Alia Bhatt star's Brahmastra Part One, Shiva, is all set to hit the theaters today. Several recent big-budget Bollywood films have turned out to be super flops. Will this film share the same fate, or will it exceed our expectations? We don't know yet how the reviews will be, but going by the pre-booking sales, the movie is off to a great start. Despite the hashtag boycott Brahmastra trends on social media, as of 8 September Thursday morning, 
The first installment of Ayan Mukherjee's Astraverse trilogy had already sold more than 3.5 lakh tickets, grossing over 7.8 crore rupees in advance. The sales have surpassed Rajamouli's super hit RRR, which sold 1.09 lakh tickets in pre-booking, and Bhulbhulaiya 2, which sold 1.12 lakhs. Now, it's still a little behind KGF Chapter 2, the Hindi-dubbed version that is, which had sold 5.05 lakh tickets, but looks on track to exceed that. This is quite a record on its own if you look at how some of the last few releases fared despite all the bandbaja marketing and a star cast. Amir Khan's Lal Singh Chadda, which had a budget of around 160 crore rupees, was nothing short of a disaster. According to a TOI report, the movie ended its theatrical run with a total earning of just 60 crore rupees. Akshay Kumar has been humbled by some back-to-back box office flops with Samrat Prithviraj and Raksha Bandhan. The latter, in fact, failed to cross the 50 crore rupees mark on day 10 of its theatrical run. Ranbir Kapoor's previous release, Shamshera, with a budget of 31.75 crore, managed to earn only 42.48 crore rupees in total. To sum up these numbers, according to Koimoi, 20 out of the 26 Bollywood releases till September have been flops or unprofitable. That's 77% of the total releases, and such an abysmal reception has left Bollywood insiders quite worried. Do they need to reconsider what works and what doesn't? Is it weak content or bad performance or both? Is the problem with the rising cost of tickets? Are the trolling and boycotts affecting films? The question that has been bugging everyone is, has Bollywood gone stale? Recently, an SBI research team headed by Group Chief Economic Advisor Soumya Kanti Ghosh tried to look into what's ailing the Hindi film industry. Three big highlights of the report are, firstly, the collections from film releases have dropped drastically for Bollywood movies since the pandemic. The total collection of 61 Hindi film releases between January 2021 and August 2022 was 3,200 crore rupees. But interestingly, nearly 40% of that collection came from movies that were not original Hindi films, but dubbed movies. Secondly, single-screen theatres are mostly going extinct and multiplexes charge more partly because of high entertainment tax for Hindi movies. And there could be a correlation between movies from the South doing well and the fact that 62% of the surviving single-screen theatres are in South India. And thirdly, it's the age of OTT. And the report said that streaming platforms are helping people watch the genres they prefer the most. But coming back to Brahmastra, a lot of bets are on this 410 crore rupees fantasy film. If it's a hit, it could turn the tides for Bollywood. and trade experts are forecasting that this film is about to break the jinx. But what is working for this film? We asked film critic Mayank Shekhar to weigh in. Speaking of reviews as we speak, which is around 4.30, at 5.30 is when they're hosting the press show for this movie, mm. uh, which is usually a good sign in the sense that, according to me, I believe that the, there is a direct correlation between how early you show a film and how good or how confident the filmmakers feel about their own film. So if somebody shows you a film on a Wednesday, at least you think that they believe they've made a good enough movie to show it to press, which mm. is essentially a part of the public. What else is it anyway, right? Uh, so, but I'm going to skip that show because I want to actually watch this film on IMAX on 3D because anything, any experience that's going to take me away from home entertainment 
is more than welcome. Uh, so there is that element in the sense that you can look forward to this film for its spectacle alone. Now, whether that spectacle is worth it, whether it matches international standards, whether it's anything close to what Hollywood has delivered in the past couple of years, anything that Hollywood does in that area becomes a huge hit in India regardless. Even a Doctor Strange, which is a crappy film, will be watched by people purely for the spectacle value of it. So there is that that's going for this film. Personally, uh, I think the trailer uh, is not that great, right? So people are really right now uh, sort of pining for that genre and uh, hoping to watch something in that space. And therefore, uh, that explains to a huge extent the advanced notices for this film, that there have been advanced bookings for this film, which wasn't the case with a lot of Hindi movies in the past. And I think a good example to take for that would be uh, the Forrest Gump uh, remake that Amir made, um, which was a terrible promo, all right? Um, and effectively, when people watched Lasting Chadda, and there are very few people who did, they, they realized that the movie is not as bad as mm. its trailer was. So, uh, so well, I think the, the general response right now is for the genre more than the film. We'll know how people receive that film only once it releases, but at least it's getting a chance. At least people are going to sample it. The problem with Ral Singh Chadda was that people did not sample that movie. They didn't show up, right? Now, it's one thing for you to hate or love it, but it's another to actually for you to watch it. So they didn't watch it, which was terrible. I loved that film, by the way. Um, and likewise, with an 83, you know, a lot of people didn't go to watch it. A lot of them waited for the OTT platform experience. Huh? But this one bucks that trend purely because... You cannot get an experience like that in a in a home theater or uh, or on a Netflix or you know it's it's supposed to be a theatrical release in a real sense. So I think there is a serious supply curve problem here where people have become too accustomed to wait for films to show up on OTT platforms and you can't make so many of Brahmas, right? This one took 10 years to make in the first place. So I think there needs to be a concerted effort from the multiplex industry side to begin with, to bring people back into the theatres in the first place. They've been behaving as if nothing happened, as if there was no pandemic that took place, as if people's tastes and choices and consumption patterns haven't changed. They've really put prices at the same level that they were before pandemic when all these movies that we that we can list as flops would have all been hits at the time, right? So I think there is a consumption pattern change that needs to be addressed in the short term. Of course, in the long term, you will see a far greater move towards pure spectacle experiences for, for the big movies. You know, you have to understand that every movie that you're seeing right now, these are all decisions that were taken two to three years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, they were all decisions taken before pandemic. A lot has changed in between. So you will, you'll actually see uh, a, in terms of content, a shift uh, only in the year, you know, year two, year, you know, next year or the year after when things that are being planned now start showing up in the theater. And I think there will be a bias towards the big screen experiences uh, rather than... Uh, say even a film like Lal Singh Chadda. But I think until that point in time, it's important to drop the rates. It's important to, you know, bring people back into theatres to do things that, that that is something that you can't do uh, sitting at home and waiting for a movie to come on an OT platform. Well, I hope you've booked your movie tickets for this weekend. The Signal is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini and Shorbori Edited by Dinesh Narayan. Mixed and mastered by Prasenjit Das. 
You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.